Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning! I hope you get some satisfaction because it's Friday! Let's go! I was thinking about my CBS Sports Minute, and I couldn't come up with anything, any one particular controversial topic that I felt like writing about or that I could even encapsulate in, say, 25 seconds because somehow that makes up a minute. But instead, I settled on how the world of sports is in the giving spirit, is in the holiday spirit. Tis the season, baby, and it's one of those weekends. Everywhere we look as sports fans, boom. Oh, that's early. Now, see, it's early. It's about 53 minutes too early. Jay, what are you doing in there? Jay, got, Jay got a little nervous and, and, and hit the boom long before it was supposed to. <laughs> oh, my bad. Right. Conference championship weekend with the final college football playoff rankings to be revealed on Sunday before the rest of week 13 kicks off. Then we've got a slew of battles between teams with winning records. Of course, there's NBA. Of course, there's NHL. I saved the best for last, though. Biggest stage in sport, the World Cup. Team USA has a primetime spot. Well, primetime in Qatar. <laughs> Not prime time here unless you kind of look at it as a way to wake up, get your coffee, watch soccer before you do anything else. I think that's a great idea. Let the kids watch some extra cartoons. Put off the studying. Put off the yard work. Stay in your pajamas. Watch in your pajamas. What more could you ask for? Coffee and a World Cup game in the knockout stage. I'm telling you, I'm already getting nervous. In fact, I'm trying not to think about it because it makes me nervous. We had this really cool guest on the show earlier tonight, last night, whatever your perspective, 
He is a former member of the U-17 and U-21 U.S. national squads, meaning he played in the U.S. national team system on both the under-17 and under-21 squad. So he competed for the red, white, and blue around the globe and actually was one of the first Americans ever to sign in Italy to play for a club team in Italy. Vincenzo Bernardo, maybe you've heard of his name. Now he is running a youth soccer academy in New Jersey because he's so mindful and cognizant of what soccer gave him in his life. And he wants to give that back. And so we had a chance to catch up with him earlier in the show to get his reaction to what the U.S. men's national team has done so far and what's in store against the Dutch and also what it's like to wear the red, white, and blue. Well, maybe try to bring back part of that interview, but I know we have a jam-packed hour. We've got the other half, the other shoe dropping in QB News. As we get you set for week 13, we've got a poll up. What is, what should be, what will be the after hours game of the week? So you can find it on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and then also on our Facebook page. It's a lively, spirited competition early on. And as I say, no one has yet written in. We've had a couple of write-in votes for Giants and Commanders. And I think there was, hold on, there was one other game that got some write-in votes too. Oh, Dallas and, and the Colts, but that comes from Cowboys fans, and I understand it. I would say don't overlook any team. There's no such thing as a cream puff in the NFL, and if you do overlook the team, you're likely to get bit in the rear end, so don't do that. But I can understand why Cowboys fans are excited. This team, to me, has struck the right note and has a winning formula. And by the time you get through the NFC beast, you're all about getting battle-tested week in and week out. So a lot of games still to go in divisions, and the ones down the stretch in the East are going to be tremendous. A little bit like what we were hoping for, or expecting, maybe not expecting, I don't know. I can't speak for you. The game between the Bills and Patriots started out extremely competitive, and yet the second Buffalo settled into its rhythm. Uh, Josh Allen saw a lot of pressure. Give the Patriots defense credit. But there are so many options for the Bills on offense. And they also did a smash-bang job at stuffing the run. That outside of one big play from a guy who was taking his first ever snap on offense, that's so Bill Belichick. It's so Bill Belichick. I could see Mike McDaniel doing that too. Kyle Shanahan. I could see those guys doing something like that too. First time he ever lined up on the offense. Though you've heard his name recently because he had a, well, it wasn't quite a walk-off, but it was a game-winning punt return for a touchdown against the Jets. But this is Marcus Jones in a different place. Second down and four now with Jones to work from the gun at the Buffalo 48. Takes the snap, play fake inside throw, left for Marcus Jones. Look ahead to the 40. 35-30, 25-20, the rookie is loose to the 10. Jones scores! Touchdown, Patriots! They dumped him! On the first offensive play of his NFL career! They told me in pregame, be ready for something early. And I, I, they wouldn't tell me, but they slipped the defensive back into the lineup. Flex him all the way out to the right. 
Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. And yes, Marcus Jones has had quite a month, quite a few weeks. It's a rookie. He's making a name for himself. Whatever Belichick asked him to do, he's game. And last night, it was the longest play from scrimmage. It was by far the longest offensive play for the Patriots. And they do take a 7-3 lead in the first quarter. But as I say, once the Bills started to commandeer the line and were able to run the ball, once Josh Allen started working that ball around to his various options, the Bills settled in and this became lopsided. Josh in the gun, second and goal from the eight. Takes it. Fakes a handoff, wants to throw, fires one into the end zone, caught! It is a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, touchdown Buffalo. An eight-yard shot from Josh Allen. He threw it on the money for the Buffalo touchdown. Josh Allen goes shotgun. Two receivers lined up right side, one to the left. Josh looks, going to throw. Pressured, moves to his right, out of the pocket, looks into the end zone, can't find anybody. Chase to the sideline, fires into the end zone, and it is caught. Gabe Davis makes the catch in the end zone. There's There's a a flag on the play. Yeah, it's going to be a hold on the defense. This is going to stand. What a play by Josh. Getting barreled down outside of the pocket and able to make the throw with Matt Wilson. Before the pass was thrown, holding defense number 13. This penalty is declined. The result of the play is a touchdown. John Murphy and Eric Wood on Bills Radio. I was looking at the play-by-play chart because I often go back to kind of look at how long possessions take and how many plays, how many snaps they are. The touchdown to Stephon Diggs, which culminated um, an 82-yard drive, was about five minutes, just under five minutes, the possession for the Bills. The Gabe Davis touchdown drive, seven minutes and 46 seconds. So right there, you've got a five-minute drive, and a near eight-minute drive. Do you know those weren't even the longest drives of the game for the Buffalo Bills? Nah. 15 plays, 94 yards, eight minutes and 55 seconds. And this one's second half. Third and goal from the one. Bills looking to cash in. Allen working from the gun. Two receivers off to the right. Singletary shifts to the right. Handoff, Singletary, a blast up the middle. Touchdown, Buffalo. Devin Singletary slices in. And the Bills build on their lead. It's 23 to 7, 14-31 to go in the fourth. Ian Eagle getting into the action there on Westwood won a nine-minute drive. I hate to state the obvious, but I will. It's hard to score when you don't have the football. So as much as we can talk about the Patriots' offense and the questions persist about where are the Patriots' points and why can't they finish drives, why aren't they able to do anything with what they have, it's really difficult to score when you have the ball 16 minutes fewer than your opponent. That's tough. On your own field and you get dominated in time of possession and ball control. Josh Allen and the Bills go three for three in the red zone. Again, he was under duress. He saw a fair amount of pressure. A lot of QB hits, if not official sacks. But 223 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And they were able to run the ball, which was enormous. Nine of 15 on third down. And a lot of that has to do with this methodical march that we saw in New England last night. I thought Dorse did a good job of mixing mixing those in. Um, I thought Motor and, and James ran the ball extremely hard. We were skipping some third downs. 
which is always a plus. Um, and then when, when we did have third downs, we were putting our no, you know noses down and, and going and getting it, being really physical, playing some physical football. So, um, again, the more that we can get those guys going, it's just going to open up so many different things for us. And on the flip side, because the Bills defense was well-rested, well, that's one of the reasons, they had plenty of time to sit and breathe and take it all in, see the sights there in Foxborough. Because they were well-rested and able to sit on their rears for good chunks of time, they had plenty of energy when it came to stopping the run. So New England only manages 60 yards rushing. They tried, and then they tried too much, and Mac Jones wanted to do something different. We'll get to that. But on the Buffalo defensive side, I think maybe they don't get as much credit, even though over the course of the season, they have been the number one defense at different points. But Tremaine Edmonds, Shaq Lawson, they wanted to make that Patriots offense one-dimensional. They wanted to force Mac Jones to to throw the football. He actually wanted to throw the football, too. And they did well at, at kind of taking away the strength of the Pats. We pride ourselves on stopping the run. Uh, it's not always pretty, but, you know, I think guys did a good job this week of, you know, taking accountability towards that and, you know, practicing hard and, you know, making sure that we, you know, got that assignment taken care of. So uh, hats off to the defense. Hats off to the guys up front, man, because that, that's the unit to get this defense going. The road dogs, you know, road warriors, uh, just trying to find a way to win. You know, uh, took a, a team effort, a uh, couple of football all three ways. I mean, just find a way to win. And, it, and we know this, these next down December football is most important now. All of them are big, man, uh, especially when you go on the road. Uh, third road game in a row, you can really look at it like that. Third road game in a row to be able to go on the road in a hostile environment like this and, and play the way we did, um, it's, it's huge. Big fan of Jordan Poyer, and as he points out, that game in Detroit that was a home game, but in Detroit, uh, that also counts, right? Because they're away from home, and so three uh, road games in 12 days, and they won them all. And now they've got the same number of wins as the Chiefs. Poyer with a tackle for a loss and a pass defense, though, man, it certainly could have been an interception. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. It's not necessarily a duck. That's what I've learned from the NFL catch rules or the catch rules that I don't understand. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of throwing the football, Mac Jones had a moment caught on film in which he is screaming about throwing the football. I would not be able to keep my job if I read you the quote verbatim. Plus, Producer Jay would freak out and hit the dub button multiple times because he would be worried about losing his job. Essentially, on Amazon Prime, where they don't care about using the F word, it's the internet, for heaven's sakes. In fact, if it's the internet, you would think they'd be able to to use that. Right, yeah. Anyway. Just a stream, right? It it is. (laughs) They can play whatever they want. We can't, but they can. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, he was caught very clearly on film, and it's gone viral. All you have to do, in fact, I came in and I said, Jay, did you see the Mac Jones video? No, Google Mac Jones video. There it was. Throw the bleeping ball. The quick game sucks. And then he follows it up with an exclamation point in the form of another F-bomb. Essentially, he wanted to go downfield. He wanted to go vertical. And, yeah, he was screaming. Now, people said... I don't know who people are. They said, (laughs) I'm going to put it off on somebody else because I didn't see who he was screaming at. But the rumors 
are that he was screaming at his de facto offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. Obviously, just kind of let my emotions get to me, but, um, you know, we're kind of playing from behind, and what I said was about throwing it deeper in the short game. You know, I, I got to execute that part better, but it's the short game that we kept going to, which is working, but I felt like we needed chunk Not plays, really. and, um, you know, I shouted that out to kind of get everyone going, and <laughs> that's emotional, that's football. I'm passionate about this game, and um, obviously you don't want to get your emotions let, you know, get the best of you, but... Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Like, it wasn't directed at anybody, just emotion coming out, and we kind of needed a spark. I have no problem with that, but my question is, do you believe in Producer Jay when he says, A, it wasn't directed at anyone, B, I just kind of said it to get everyone going? No, I think it was clearly directed at somebody at the time to bring frustration, but I do think that that was a pretty good recovery of the oh, yeah. yeah. I like it. Kick saving a beauty, baby. Kick saving a beauty. I have no problem with it. I can understand why he's frustrated. They haven't been able to put points on the board. Against the Vikings, they looked a little better. And I said this too. Mac Jones had a higher completion rate. Even when they do move the ball up and down the field, though, they're not necessarily getting points or getting opportunities in the red zone. So what gives Ramondre Stevenson? We're just not consistent enough. Uh, you know, we, we drive the ball, get into the red area, things like that, but we can't score. So we just need to, uh, you know, work on that and just work on finishing our drives. Had some opportunities, but just uh, nothing in particular, just in general, not just not quite good enough in any area. At red all. area, offensively, to making plays in the kicking game. So, um, yeah. It's about, it's about the end of it. <laughs> That's not even my favorite bite from Bill Belichick last night. So they've lost three straight to Buffalo. On, on the flip side, this is the Bills' first win in division this year. So that's a big step for them. Uh, and again, on the road, Patriots fall back to six and six. And you rarely hear. Now, Bill Belichick may choose not to use words, but you don't often hear him where he's at a loss for words. Not really too much to say here. Um, just. Obviously, just couldn't do enough tonight. Um, you know, can't give Buffalo credit. They're a good, good football team, um, but we just, we just couldn't do enough. That's not the scientific explanation, but yeah, um, it was, it was, <laughs> it was fairly lopsided. Outside of that one surprise with Marcus Jones, I really can't control that. You're just mean. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Producer Jay loves him some Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and who else drops? Who are your other favorites? We don't get a coughing fit from Jerry Jones because that was kind of my favorite moment of the week. I liked it. Uh, Let's see. Who else do I love to hear from? Oh, (laughs) stop. Excuse me. I'm going to need some Jack to go with that cough. <laughs> Get me some oxygen. <laughs> oh, man. I hope he's got that on hand when the Cowboys host the Colts on Sunday night. It's going to be a lot of people paying attention to him. But whether That's or not, a fact. <laughs> whether or not he, uh, he needs some oxygen or whether or not he's having Jack up there in his. What are the chances he's drinking Jack to control his cough up there in his suite? <laughs> I think Probably this is high. pretty good chance. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Coming up, we're going to sandwich it in because it's Saturday morning, and we finally heard from Christian Pulisic not only about the upcoming winner-go-home game against the Netherlands. We love winner-go-home in the United States. As sports fans, we dig win-or-go-home. It's an elimination game, if you will, for the USA against the Netherlands. Uh, And Pulisic also speaks about the injury. You know, that one. It's after hours with a... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, Lawrence, on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Rezaon back inside. U.S. players are gassed. Iranians are up. It comes into the box again. An Iranian player looking for a penalty. And the game is over. We worked so hard as a group to to be in these type of positions. And uh, Iran played a beautiful game. But, um, you know, thanks to Christian, he put it away and and got hurt in the process. But we, we love him and we thank him. And, I mean, we're through. So, I mean, it's a great feeling. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of Timothy Weah, member of the U.S. men's national team, following what was a very tense and long, drawn-out, seemingly forever nine stoppage minutes against Iran for the United States to advance to the group stage or out of the group stage. They had to win that game. They could not draw, obviously could not lose, And it seemed like those 30 minutes uh, for the end of the game and stoppage time were 30 hours. When I was talking to former U.S. national team member Vincenzo Bernardo on the show earlier, he said it was really exciting. And I responded with, you say exciting. I think heart palpitations, stress, anxiety, can barely sit down, can only look through a crack in my fingers. Also, it's very distracting that every time I look at the TV, I see Mac Jones screaming the (laughs) F-bomb. Right now, the NFL Network's replaying the game, and he's so upset. And also, I've got SportsCenter up, and they keep replaying the video as well. (laughs) Poor guy. I mean, Patrick Peterson was only headlines for about 12 hours until Mac Jones came along and, and usurped all of his 
headlines. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Really looking forward to the game. I mean, we're talking about just over 24 hours from now. We finally heard from Christian Pulisic. So he looks good, smiling, uh, has said that he's doing everything he possibly can to be ready. But before we hear from him about the game against the Netherlands, what about that goal against Iran? His first ever World Cup goal. Very emotional moment for me, just the whole match leading up to it. Um, you know, knowing you need a win going into it, uh, you know, the pressure was on. And uh, I'm really happy that I could have that moment and uh, and just help the team and score. And, uh, yeah, it was a big relief and uh, just really excited and, and hoping that there's a lot more to come. Well, there could be more to come if Christian is healthy and is able to play come Saturday morning. I'm feeling better uh, for sure in the days after the game. Obviously, it was a painful one, uh, but I'll be working with the medical staff, uh, you know, in all the days leading up and doing everything I can to make sure that I'm ready for, for Saturday. Scale of 1 to 10, like how much pain are you in right now? Like what are you dealing with right now? No, standing here, I'm okay. I'm not feeling pain. Um, it's in a, a lot of movements. Uh, it caused a lot of pain in sort of my abdomen and uh, just in, in subtle movements. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, like I said, work hard to make sure that I'll be 100%, uh, you know, come game time. He said he was in a lot of pain. We could clearly see that even after the training staff got him upright and he got back out there on the pitch to finish the first half against Iran. He was only really half of himself. He looked like every movement was causing him pain. Well, you know, we as reporters, members of the media, journalists, we ask probing questions. We can be intrusive. And so the follow-up question, of course, was about the type of pain and the injury itself this might be too much information but like can you tell us what exactly like you were feeling when you woke up the next morning after the game for example and what exactly a pelvic contusion is (laughs) Um, (laughs) they all giggle yeah i mean it's a a pelvic contusion you know um, it's, it's not a euphemism, Henry. <laughs> no, but at the same time, it's not. Like I didn't get like hit in the balls, but like oh, it, it's it like I'm all right. I'm all right. It was very painful, and it it just you know that bone is there for a reason to protect you. I think. Okay, I, okay, I hit okay. It well, and uh, yeah, it was sore, but uh, like I said, I'm getting better. Yeah. All right, that's definitely a Gen Z thing. Also. <laughs> the giggling and the facial expressions when he pops up with that. And that went viral too. So Mac Jones, Christian Pulisic, they actually might be able to use fake IDs for one another. They're, they, eh, Pulisic's a little darker. Christian's a little darker. Anyway, he just out with it. I did not get hit. Cause I, be- uh. okay. Okay. I bet that he, saw all of the chatter on social media about how that's what happened to him, about how he wasn't going to be able to father children. I mean, that was the (laughs) funny line that was on social media after that collision in the goal. But still, my favorite part of that, that's not a euphemism, Henry. (laughs) It's not a euphemism, Henry. (laughs) When he says it's a pelvic contusion, it is, in fact, a pelvic contusion. And if you missed my story of a pelvic contusion, you're going to have to get the podcast. I'm not retelling it, but I can speak to that. It is a real thing. Just take my word for it. You don't want one. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Looking ahead to Holland. They're a very prolific offense. So what will it take for the United States to advance past 
this game on Saturday into the quarterfinals of the World Cup, Tim Weah. The whole world, I think we all know that Netherlands is a big team, a lot of quality players. Um, I think this group, uh, you know, we, we rely on our, our team mentality, um, our togetherness, our, our hard work, and I feel like, um, you know, we're confident against, uh, against anyone. Uh, we just have to go out there and apply ourselves and, and do what we have to do to get the job done. It's a team that has a ton of energy, obviously, partly because of their youth, but also because winning is contagious. The more you do it, the more you want to. First time ever that the USA will meet the Netherlands in an actual game that counts, so not a friendly. And the U.S. will have a much better shot if Christian is out there on the pitch. But also, they've got to take advantage of their fouls. right? So what happens when there's a foul is the team gets a, a throw in right? Or gets a free kick. Best case scenario, it's in the box and you get a penalty kick. You don't want to be giving those up. It's a little bit like a foul in basketball, right? Where you get to take the ball inbounds or you get free throws. So not that different. Soccer's not that hard to understand. It actually incorporates elements of hockey. If you like hockey, there's a lot of hockey in soccer, just a much bigger surface. But when they have the opportunity, when they incur the fouls, whether it's yellow cards or whether it's just a whistle, they've got to use those. They're called set pieces in soccer to be able to generate some offense. They've got to generate more offense because the Netherlands will generate offense. We certainly uh, have created some chances. Um, You know, there have been a lot of moments in transition, however, where we can be a little bit sharper. We can pick out that final pass um, and and hopefully create more. But you're right. Set pieces is a huge area uh, for this team. It's a huge strength for this team. And, so, you know, having to go back and, and look at the plays, watch all of them, see what we can do differently, see what areas we can hit, what runs we can make, is everyone doing their job? Um, it's going to come down to little things on set pieces. And so we, we definitely need to work on those uh, and make sure that that can be a real strength of ours because I think we have the, the personnel to score goals off of set pieces. That's Walker Zimmerman, the Superman who saved their game against Iran. Oh, my gosh, the number of times that he was able to head the ball out of the box because he's tall and he has great leaping ability and he would leap up over the top of his mark and and head the ball away. But also the the moment that I'll never forget, the 97th minute, they're dog tired. They're about to drop on the pitch and the ball squirts through the legs of goalie Matt Turner and flying through the box as the ball is rolling, rolling, rolling. It was headed for the goal. The cavernous mouth of the goal. It was headed for the goal until Walker Zimmerman flew through the box and kicked it away. Uh Uh-huh. Superman. So that's Walker. One more with Christian. It's because I I love this from him. He obviously was crushed when they didn't make the World Cup four years ago. He was on that team. He missed his opportunity. He felt like it was four years, not necessarily wasted, but four years that he would never get back. Now here he is. He's had his World Cup goal. And it was an incredible moment, really emotional, he said. But it, he doesn't want it to stop now or end here. I'm really happy with uh, just the team spirit, uh, what this team has shown, the way we've fought through you know, all the challenges that we've seen. And uh, obviously to get out of the group um, is an unbelievable accomplishment. So as far as myself, um, 
you know, I, I'm happy with, with the performances um, to score a goal and help the team um, in any way I can uh, it is what I'm here to do. So, you know, I want to make big plays and I want to do what I can to help this team. Um, but I by no means want that to be the only thing I look back on this tournament. So there's still a lot, a lot ahead of, of this team and, and myself. Is that the boom moment of the week, Jay? Christian Pulisic's goal? And we only have the TV call, which is unfortunate, but come on, that I don't how do you get bigger than that? I don't it might have to be. It might have to be. That was phenomenal. Christian, by the way, did an exclusive with Fox Sports and Jenny Taft before he then sat down to talk about his little thunders uh, at a press conference that was broadcast to the entire world. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> we don't need to hear it again. If you missed my conversation with Vincenzo Bernardo, former USA national team member at the youth level, U17, U21, uh, great stuff with him about how the U.S. is playing now and what makes this team special and also their game against Holland and how they can defeat the Netherlands. Not the nether regions, but the Netherlands. We've just got a few minutes left. It's probably good. They're, they're about to give me the hook right off the air. Happy Friday like to you. Having the ball in your hands. Jay, why? Why? <laughs> Jay's hiding behind a computer screen. This is time when we need like the, the, the serious member of the trio, Brad Heller, to take it away. It's after- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. After Hours. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's hot. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown, Kansas City. And off to Eckler again, no, Herbert keeps it, end zone, touchdown, Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap, Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five, into the end zone, touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. It's a little deja vu. The last hour was NFC. Now it's the AFC. And that's where week 13 kicked off. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Lots of booing of the Patriots offense and lots of discontent. Certainly, Mac Jones frustrated. We saw that. We could read the lips. And he wants you to know. It's accountability. Um, it starts with me and 
I think I I want to be coached harder. I want to be um, a better player. And the coaches have given us everything they've got, and they've done everything to put us in position to win. Um, but I want to hold everybody accountable, including myself. So um, I think that's, you know, it's tough, right? You get called out a little bit or you have to admit that you didn't do your job. I mean, that's part of the game, and a lot of that blame falls on me. I didn't do my best tonight. I think a lot of other guys play with a lot of good effort. We play with effort. I play with effort. I'm going to give it everything I got every week, no matter what. So um, I'll go until the wheels fall off. I actually like to see the emotion from Mac Jones because you don't hear it as much pregame, postgame, during the week. I-, I like that there's fire there and that he's taking accountability. I think that's good for the team. It can only be good for the team. As for Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, they just went through a, a murderer's row, really. Three games on the road in 12 days. The snowstorm, everything entailed uh, with that. The two games on Thursdays, Whew, they survived what was the stretch that was super tough, and now they've got the nine wins. We could have used every excuse in the book, um, but our guys, you know, we, we work we work extremely hard. We care about each other, care about each other's families, and I think, uh, you know, when you have that type of uh, love in the locker room, you know, you're going to find ways to win football games, and, um, yeah, it's it wasn't easy, I'll say that. <laughs> Here's how it stands in the AFC East. No longer four teams above 500, but there are no losing teams. Bills at nine and three. Dolphins riding one of the longest win streaks in the NFL. They're at eight and three, but man, a tough road game for them this weekend on the San Francisco 49ers and that tough defense. So that's coming up as one of the marquee games of the week. The Jets seven and four. And they would like to stay right there uh, with the Dolphins, kind of keep pace and see they can rattle cages and potentially win a division title uh, before this thing is all said and done. Yeah, big weekend for Mike White. Second consecutive start for him. And he really would like to stop answering your questions about Zach Wilson. Whenever you're looking over your shoulder, you're not going to play to your true potential. So... The human aspect of it, you're definitely going to, but you got to find a way, whatever your process is or your, your mental ability is, to, to erase that and just go play. I don't think he needs to be worried about Zach Wilson. As long as the team's winning, I don't anticipate the Jets making a QB change again. That's as long as they're winning because the goal now is to end their playoff drought, and if they can continue to challenge for the AFC East title, then they're not going to pull a quarterback who's navigating the team navigating the offense and and helping them win. That's what Kirk Cousins has done. He says that with Kevin O'Connell, he feels as though he's empowered. Uh, He's having as much fun as he ever have, uh, ever has. Excuse me. We know the Vikings certainly have a prolific offense, and it's going to be a lot to handle for Quinnen Williams and the Jets. He's an amazing quarterback, man. He makes the throws. Um, they got receivers that make unbelievable catches, and they, they run their offense uh, well or So you got a great running back, great quarterback, um, great offensive lineman, a great receiver. So it's going to be a challenge and a great opportunity. Lots of greats in there. But he's right. Great running back, great line, great receivers, quarterbacks playing great. Sauce Gardner, he's a rookie. So when he tells you he's excited to face Justin Jefferson, I wonder if this will be a one-and-done thing. <laughs> These are the type of games that I, I love. You know, I, go, I love going against the best. So I'm looking forward to it, and I know um, 
our guys in the secondary, they're looking forward to it as well. Ooh, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Jets and Vikings this weekend, Dolphins and Niners, two cross-conference games that I think will be a lot of fun, and they pit winning teams against each other. What is the After Hours Game of the Week? You can find our poll on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or on our Facebook page. Week 13 also marks the return of one Deshaun Watson from his 11-game suspension. And for the first time yesterday, first time in four months, he spoke to the media. I just want to say I'm excited to be back. Uh, I'm excited to be back around my teammates. I also want to thank the Browns organization, the ownership, uh, my teammates in that locker room, all the coaching staff for all the support that they had for me, uh, especially my time away. Just trying to whatever I can do to to play football in in 2022. So, you know, most of the the settlement stuff with the NFL was mostly my agency and legal team. I had no control. Uh, my main focus was doing everything I need to do so I can play this year. Sean, part of your agreement with the league was to undergo counseling and therapy while you were away. What did you learn about yourself during that time? How do you apply that to now and going forward? Um, you know, I, I respect your question. I understand, but that's that's more in that phase of clinical and, and legal stuff. And uh, you know, I've been advised to, you know, stay away from that and keep that personal. Of course, he has. So we're not going to get any type of talk about growth or personal reflection or how the time away might have been good for him or how he served that suspension. It's clinical. He's not going to talk about his clinical aspects right now. Only about the football. I will say this about Deshaun. He had very high praise for Jacoby Brissett, who definitely deserves it. The big brother he's been to to me and everyone in that locker room. The passion, the grit, the leadership he has shown uh, these past weeks. Everyone has seen it. I mean, he's uh, he's the... ultimate guy that everyone wants to you know follow so uh he's been awesome for me uh our relationship has been great the bond has been great yes jacoby deserves all of that and then some for how he's handled a situation like this one unconventional to be sure glad he went out with a big touchdown pass at the end of the fourth quarter against the bucks it's after hours with amy lawrence cbs sports radio we've done a lot of talk about russell wilson the denver broncos offense the mess that it is this week but Baltimore Ravens, Patrick Queen specifically, uh, you underestimate Russ at your own peril. Everybody knows Russell Wilson, what he did in the past, and he's still capable of it. So uh, when you got a guy like that that knows the game, is very athletic, got an arm, could do it all, uh, you just you got to prep. You got to be at your all-time best with prepping. I love Russ. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Russ? A lot of people that don't love Russ. You missed our conversation with Troy Rank about really the the – Cold hard truth. He does not pull punches about how bad it's gotten in Denver. You can check that out on our podcast after hours, amylawrence.com. I know you're circling this one for Sunday, the Chargers and the Raiders, who've actually won two in a row. Justin Herbert, he's improving. This coach that calls him the gangster quarterback. Sometimes it's good to take a sack and be protected um, with the football um, instead of forcing something to happen that's not there. And so each sack has a story, and you got to make sure you look at it. And, uh, you know, I just think the one thing that Justin's proven um, is that he's an outstanding decision maker and that he's really strong with the ball. And I think although we've had nine sacks, we've had zero fumbles. And that's important um, to be strong with the football. And that's how you win games in the league is protecting the football. Every sack has a story. It's so poetic. I like that. All right, gangsta quarterback. 
It should be a good one. A gangster quarterback. The Raiders, the Raiders and Derek Carr have a chance to face their former teammate in Khalil Mack, which is another storyline coming out of week 13. Even as half the Dolphins are former Niners. It's a small fraternity in the NFL. And this weekend, we've got a ton of games that feature not just playoff implications, but also winning teams against one another. And then Cleveland and Houston, two teams that are not winning teams, but still a lot of eyeballs there as well. So, yeah, this is going to be fun. Week 13, first weekend of December. (sighs) What? I still cannot get over it. I can't. But you know what I did on Thursday in honor of week 13? I whipped up a pot of chili because it was chili and it was football. I might have. Nah, I don't know if the chili goes with soccer at nine o'clock in the morning. It might. (laughs) All right. We're going to talk Sunday night when you have opened this gift of a sports weekend. Enjoy it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.